The Green Bay Packers are headed to London in 2022, and I promise I will not do an Austin Powers impression. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh, every day. Touchdown. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for the leap. A newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. You can follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Thanks to everyone who makes Locked On Packers their first listen of the day. We hope you like spending your day with us as much as we like spending our day with you. The Packers, for the first time ever, are going to play a game in the UK. They are going to have a London game. And there was a lot of freaking out about this. There was a lot of complaining about this. And it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. And if you can afford to go, I highly suggest you go. London's a great town. I have extended family there on my wife's side. Um, and they're going to play at the Tottenham Stadium, Tottenham Hotspurs. If you're an English Premier League fan, you know all about that. They actually, and I learned this after the Packers made the announcement, they actually have a football, they say pitch, field that they can rotate out like it's a hockey arena that you can put a basketball court on or something like that. Like it's crazy. They, they basically built that stadium with the idea that they were going to be able to host these kinds of games. We don't know who the Packers opponent is going to be, but this was a season in which the Packers were going to get that extra home game. They had the extra road game. Remember now, 17 game season, you have nine and eight rather than eight and eight. Is that dumb? Yes. But is that the reality? Also, yes. Uh, when... You get an announcement like this, I understand the thought of they're losing this advantage by losing a home game. And it means the average fan, and I would say more than just the average fan, most fans will miss out, at least domestic fans will miss out on the opportunity to go see them at Lambeau Field. That's a huge bummer. The point of expanding these games is to open up new avenues for football fans. And I think if you're a Packers fan, that's a great thing. You want the Packers to have international appeal. You want them to be a global brand. It makes them more appealing because they have money. It makes them more appealing because they have prestige. And it also just widens the net. It it broadens the tent of Packer fans, of cheeseheads in the world. Why, Why would that be a bad thing? It's a great thing. Now, it's a it's an opportunity for you that you don't necessarily have to go see them play. That sucks. It does. But it's probably going to be against the bad team. It's probably going to be against like the Giants. So what are you really losing in this case? Giants are not going to be very good. And the Packers, we think, are probably going to be pretty good. So I don't think this is a big deal. I think it's cool. I hope... That I get to go. I would love to go. I'm going to try and convince my wife 
that the whole family should go. We have some other uh, travel plans this year that, that might make that difficult. I may wait until the last minute just say, hey, by the way, we're going to London. Guess what? We're going. No, I won't do that. I won't do that. Uh, and someone who listens to this that knows her is going to be like, hey, you know, did you, you know, like maybe her brother. <laughs> um, he, he would support it. That's the thing. He would be like, yeah, no, I'm coming too. What do you mean? No, we're going to, we're all going to go. We're all going to go. Uh, and, and I hope you do. I hope we do. I hope I do. I hope you do. I hope as many people get to go as possible. It is a stadium that holds over 60,000. You'd think mostly local. You hope the prices don't get out of hand. You hope people have a chance to go. There was this frivolous drama about certain people not on the poster. The Packers had a, a tweet that was the uh, the famous Abbey Road photo. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams not in it. I don't, this does not, it really doesn't do anything for me. It really doesn't. I, I, look, uh, whoever was doing the social media was probably told, don't put those guys in it. But not because they're not going to be on the team. Because there's no reason, number one, on the on the 5% chance, the 10% chance, the 30% chance, the 40% chance that one or both of those guys are not back. You just don't need the headache of that getting reposted and retweeted and quote tweeted and all that stuff. You just don't need it. And second, you want to respect the process with your superstar players. Aaron Rodgers, you're already giving space and time. Devontae Adams, you're already giving space and time. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. This is not something to worry about. This has nothing to do with the odds of those guys coming back to play for the Green Bay Packers. Okay? It just doesn't. So don't worry about it. We did get a report from Ian Rappaport yesterday from the Combine that the Packers and Aaron Rodgers are working on a contract if he decides to come back. The interesting thing, the interesting thing about that, and I think we're going to have, this is going to be a shorter podcast precisely because I think we're going to get a decision from Aaron today on Pat McAfee. I think he's going to be coming back. And I'm going to have to do an emergency podcast. And so you're going to have two right in a row. And so I don't want to, I don't want to burden you. I don't want this to be like homework. But if they're working on a contract and they're trying to figure out, okay, how can we make the numbers work? How can Aaron get a top of market deal and still make the cap work and still have it be short term and not totally nuke the cap when this is all over. That's not an easy thing to figure out. That's going to take some time. It's going to take some finagling. But when you hear that from Ian Rappaport, my first instinct was to say, well, they don't need a new deal with Aaron Rodgers to trade him because the way his contract is structured, a team that would trade for him the Packers have to eat a bunch of the money because it's in the guarantees. He counts on the cap 
the 46-6 precisely because the Packers are eating $16 million in signing bonus on the cap in 2022. His base salary is only 26 and a half. In fact, is shade under 26 and a half. So if he's getting traded, a team is getting him at a below market value. Now he's probably going to say, I need a new deal and you know, all of that, but that doesn't need to be negotiated with green Bay. That needs to be negotiated with whoever the new team is. So if they're negotiating a deal to come back, it seems like, and the way that I read it as I was listening to Rappaport report this was that the options are retire, play for Green Bay. It is, okay, if I'm coming back, I'm coming back on a new deal or I'm retiring. Those seem like the options right now. Those seem like the options right now. And this might get very dumb in a couple hours when he's when he's on that show, assuming he's going to be on the show today. It is Aaron Rodgers Tuesday, after all. I think we're going to get that answer now. Jake Morley, friend of the show, has been predicting that it's going to be today for a couple weeks now because the Packers are going to need time to do some more salary cap maneuvering to make this all work. And to figure out what's happening with Devontae Adams. They want if if Rodgers is coming back, then it makes it much easier to get him, you would think, signed to a long-term deal versus having to get way under the cap to, to franchise tag him. It's no guarantee, but that's that's the uh the, the assumption we are operating under currently. So I think we're gonna get the decision. And I think he's coming back. And every sign that we have. Points to that, including, you know, certain Denver media people who have been adamant that he's going to Denver now turning tail and saying, no, it seems like he's going to stay in Green Bay. It seems like he's going to stay in Green Bay. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. Football might be over, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. The latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next coach fired is going to land. BetOnline.net is your number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. Not just basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, golf, racing. Head to the website or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. BetOnline, where the game starts. And thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen every day. Make sure you're following Locked On NFL. Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the league every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available on all platforms. So, like I said, I wanted to keep today's episode relatively short because I think we're going to have some stuff to talk about here really soon. But I I was going back. And I was looking at trends because the Packers have, I wouldn't say they've made it easy because Brian Gutekinds has been willing to go outside of some of these trends. But in the Ted Thompson era, in particular, and then we include the Brian Gutekinds era, Green Bay has a type. You look at relative athlete score, every first round pick that, that Brian Gutekinds has drafted has had a relative athlete score over eight elite athletes 
And Darnell Savage, if he were a little taller and a little thicker, it's all about his size. He's an incredible athletic specimen, speed, agility, all that stuff. Jordan Love is a good, not great athlete, but he is also a toolsy guy. Brian Gutekinds likes high upside first round picks. Jair Alexander, bang. Darnell Savage, Rashawn Gary, Eric Stokes. First round upside. It's not just the athleticism, though. In the first round, he, and we have a small sample size, but five picks in four drafts, four of the five have been priority positions, premium positions, corner twice, edge, quarterback, safety. And Pro Football Focus did a study, safeties in terms of draft picks actually have more wins above replacement than you would think they would. Now, I think that their war stat is a little, mm, I mean, I think it's useful to a point, but it's based on their grades and it's a, it's a whole thing we don't need to get into. Safeties are not premium positions, period. Darnell Savage has turned into a really good player and that's great. But uh, I, I think that it's, it's pretty obvious that that position is just not valued the same way by NFL teams and by the Packers. Although they, ha- they do have multiple first-round picks in the last decade at the safety position. Now compare that to what they do on day two. We have a bigger sample size on day two, which means more data points. Of their day two picks in the Brian Gutekinst era, two, two have been premium position players. A corner, Josh Jackson, didn't work out. Amari Rodgers, so far not working out. Linebacker, Warren Burks. Two tight ends, Jay Sternberger, not with the team anymore, Josiah DeGuara, TBD. Interior offensive line, two of them. Elton Jenkins, home run. Josh Myers, so far, really good pick. And a running back, A.J. Dillon, home run. Positional value, not great, but the player, A.J. Dillon's really, really good. And is really valuable to this team. So it does seem as though there is a willingness, I think, to search for need a little bit. When the Packers drafted Josh Jackson, corner was a huge need. When they drafted Oren Burks, linebacker was a huge need. Now, John Jackson was also a value pick. He was seen as a first-round player. And for him to be there at 45 was a pretty big surprise. Elton Jenkins. The Packers knew probably pretty soon Lane Taylor was not going to be on the team anymore. And they were able to compete for that job. Lane Taylor gets hurt. Elton Jenkins wins the job and the rest is history. When they drafted Jay Sternberger, uh, they had no long-term plan there. He was going to come in and and I I think people assumed he was going to win that job over Big Bob Tunyon and, and Tunyon just played better. And then in 2020, running back, we knew what the contract situation was. And we saw this last year. Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon are an ideal complement. That is that is chef's kiss. It's thunder and lightning. It's great. And, and, it, and as A.J. Dillon has progressed as a player, they've become even more complimentary because now he can do, Dillon can, even more than just, I'm going to be a power back. It's so much more than that now. 
we see a little bit more drafting for need, I think, on day two. Josh Myers, they didn't have a safety. Or, excuse me, a center. Amari Rodgers, they didn't have a slot when he was drafted. Now, eventually, they had Randall Cobb. But they didn't know at the time they were going to have Randall Cobb. There was need there. First round, Rajon Gary, not a need. Jordan Love, not a need. Eric Stokes, I mean, you could argue a need for sure. Jair Alexander, definitely need. Darnell Savage walked in as a day one starter, but they had also just signed Adrian Amos. They prioritized the premium positions at the top of the draft so far. Again, these are small sample sizes, so I don't want to ascribe too much intent to all of this. It's something I noticed. I think it's something worth noticing. And I think it's something to think about as we head toward the NFL draft. The combine, people are arriving in Indianapolis. We're going to start the testing here in earnest and have a lot more to figure out. When we get some of these numbers, there's already guys who have been dropping out and saying, hey, look, I'm not going to run. I'm not going to do my stuff. It's all pro day. The quarterbacks, we think, are going to throw. Usually the top guys don't work out anyway. So I'm I'm actually honestly surprised we haven't seen more guys say, nah, I'm not I'm not working out. I'm surprised. We're gonna have a lot more combine coverage as we move through these couple weeks here. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local auto parts chain to stock all the parts you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain or car dealership. Go explore rockauto.com's easy website and find the solutions to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. And thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen every day. Now go make your second listen, Locked On NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available on all platforms wherever you get podcasts. As I said, I think we're going to get a, a conclusion to the Aaron Rodgers saga. If you haven't, please go check out my article from yesterday at The Leap on Jordan Love, his high school coach, his personal quarterbacks coach, his growth, what he's working on, how he's trying to get better, and the way that he's trying to do it in a way that makes him him, not Aaron Rodgers. It is something that I worked hard on, that I had a lot of fun writing and putting together. I hope you will go look at it, read it. And it comes with a seven-day trial to the leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Free, check us out for a week, see the content that we have there, and I have a feeling you will want to subscribe. We make it easy, we make it cheap, and we have content. This this stuff, you don't get it anywhere else. So 
We appreciate you uh, if you go and check that out. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers.